MS sucks. I know. I've lived with it since 1998 and man, it's been one hell of a roller coaster. When people ask, how are you doing? I say, fine, great. Really? Most of the time, it's a lie because we're programmed to hide our struggles. I'm not a doctor or a researcher. I'm just a normal guy talking from experience. And let me tell you, sharing those experiences with other people living with MS has made my life a hundred times better. So get ready for a belly up to the bar, honest conversation with real people who at first hesitate to tell the truth about life with MS, but eventually let it all hang out. I'm your host, Jim Fairchild. How you really doing? Ryan Thompson is a very strong man. You know, he can't bench press 350 pounds, or at least I don't think he can. I never actually asked him that specific question. But he is getting his MBA in marketing while starting and running a business, running a nonprofit organization for MS called Endless Pursuit, is a co-leader for the MS support group I belong to, he hikes and he helps many, many, many people around him. You know, strength comes in so many forms and I believe the strength of character Ryan has is so much rarer than being able to bench press 350 pounds. This is part two of our conversation and I wanna recap some about Ryan because you know, I've known Ryan in a social setting for years now, and I talked with him for this podcast for over three hours of really good conversation, but I actually learned even more about him while I was editing this podcast because I really got to listen to our conversation again and again and again and again, and in that, I heard more meaning in what he said, or to put it more accurately, I was so damn MS tired during the podcast that what he was saying didn't really register in my brain. So it was great to listen to it again and actually learn more about Ryan and, and learn more about myself. I think so too. Ryan was diagnosed with relapsing remitting MS when he was just 18 years old. So college, social life, friends, homework, you know, life took on a whole new look for him. Although Ryan's mom had MS and he knew what it was like to live around MS, it became very different when it was his diagnosis. Ryan is 26 years old and has a zest for life. I mean, really does. And for people that allows him to delve into multiple sclerosis in order to help himself and others. I mean, in ways that amaze me because I was so pissed off for such a long time after my diagnosis. and. I was, I was really in denial for a long time. I didn't want to accept that MS was changing me, so I fought it forever. I mean, I fought it for probably the first 10 years of my disease. Whereas Ryan's nonprofit, which you can learn more about at endlesspursuit.org, is all about building a community of relationships and support. You know, they have this beautiful goal of connecting with MSers so that they don't get lost. You know, help them in ways like talking to them and giving them uh, mentors, you know, a buddy that, that they're able to connect with um, so that they can call and, and have a conversation and, and have somebody say, you know, I notice you're having a hard time right now, so I have someone you can talk to. You know, helping them make decisions because 
it is so hard for us to process everything and make a decision and wonder if that's the right thing to do. So, uh, you know, this is a relationship aspect, which is totally, it's missing out there a lot. So I love the idea of endless pursuit. Um, you know, this is where I really see a lot of strength in Ryan. He faces his disease head on and helps others along the way. Uh, he really does something that I believe in so much now, which is getting support from the people around you. You know, like I said, the first 10 years of my disease, I did everything I could to not ask for help. I didn't want to tell anybody about my disease and it caused, uh, it was harder to heal because I, I wasn't, uh, I was adding stress to myself, you know, and it finally took a lot of personal strength for me to realize that I'm not in this fight alone, uh, that I have people around me that are there to support. Um, and, you know, it seems that Ryan has come to that point a lot faster than I ever did. Uh, you know, so that, that impresses me. It, it shows me a ton of strength. Ryan deals with things on a daily basis that I have never known. Uh, neuropathy, when it feels like sandpaper on your skin, like in, when anything rubs against it, like a t-shirt or bed sheets, you know, um, I have never had to deal with that. He gets hot and cold sensations where he says like half of his body is hot, like he needs to wear a t-shirt and the other half is freezing cold, like he needs to wear a sweater. Although he and I share some symptoms like foot drop, you know, our gait and our balance, uh, lassitude, which is chronic fatigue. And, and Ryan told me or taught me that word. I didn't even know what lassitude was, uh, even though I have it. And, uh, you know, muscle spasms, we share that too. As I talked though, I, I realized that we may have the same symptoms, but we have our own perceptions of each one, which means that we totally deal with them differently, you know, mentally and physically. You know, yes, the thing that Ryan and I share, all of us MSers have in common is that we have to figure out how to tackle these issues every day. The thing that I learned once again from Ryan is that there are different avenues for handling each of these symptoms. Uh, and in talking to people, you can actually change a perception and figure out the avenue that may work best for you. Um, I say it like this because what I end up doing is I get caught in my same habits, uh, my same thought processes, my same perceptions, and I end up going after symptoms or going after the things that are bothering me in the same way even though there are better ways out there and, and I'm, it's good to be refreshed. It's good to be reminded of that uh, because now I'm trying to figure out some other things I can do in my life to make them better. Okay, so on a personal note, I've got to be honest that this was a very, very tough podcast for me. Um, not only did I fall right before Ryan got here and that really got me all tweaked out, but it was a day where my brain was just literally not working. Um, I had a very hard time continuing the conversation with Ryan. Um, you know, Ryan would talk and I'd have so many follow-up questions while he was talking, only to go completely blank when it was my turn to ask or to continue the conversation. Uh, as I went back and edited this podcast, I was so mad at myself for not asking the questions that seem so blatantly obvious. Uh, my brain just couldn't think of them or I forgot them. Uh, you know, this is the most I've had to edit any of my podcasts because I just couldn't form a sentence sometimes. 
you know, there are long stretches in our conversation where I was just agreeing with Ryan, uh-huh, 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 because my brain and thought process were completely blank. You know, I don't mean like I couldn't think of the right thing to say. I mean like I couldn't think of anything to say. You know, sometimes in a conversation, I can like envision a list of questions and I can remember those, but thanks to MS, at least I think it's MS, maybe just not the fact that I recently just turned 45, but uh, instead of seeing a list, I see a whiteboard and that whiteboard is completely blank, nothing on it at all. And as soon as I see that whiteboard in my mind, then I kind of get anxious and I kind of freak out, which means that I for sure am never going to be able to think of what I need to ask or, or get my thought process rolling at all. Um, you know, all the preparation, all the things that I thought about before talking to Ryan were gone. Uh, you know, I even have my, my list of questions that I'm asking and, and they wouldn't connect in my brain. I'm not making excuses that this podcast isn't perfect. You know, it's not meant to be perfect. I'm just explaining that we all go through things and I want you to know that getting this podcast done and on iTunes is an accomplishment for me. Uh, because when I finished talking with Ryan, I was pissed off that I couldn't do a better job, that I didn't do a better job. Then I finally realized that this conversation is perfect in the sense that it is an indicator of what MS gives us to deal with. You know, things don't ever go exactly as we want them. So just the act of doing is sometimes the accomplishment to be thankful for. And one other thing, sex. All right. So if you weren't listening before, you're probably listening now. Uh, this is a topic that I know a ton of people are curious about. It's also the topic. I've been wondering how I would deal with it when it came up. Well, I got my answer and I did not deal with it gracefully at all. In fact, I was stumbling, mumbling, I was umming and on my way through it. Um, this is by far the most I've ever edited one segment of any conversation. I mean, literally, there was a five-minute time period that I had to completely cut out because Ryan was broaching an uncomfortable subject and I just didn't get it. My mind wasn't wrapped around it, or maybe it was wrapped around it, but subconsciously I just didn't know how to, uh, how to finish the conversation. See, I'm having, having a hard time right now. Um, while editing, I was, I was literally yelling at myself saying, Jim, you idiot, he's talking about erectile dysfunction. Just continue the conversation. You know, I did finally get it, but we didn't talk too much about it because one, of my nervousness, and two, because this was at the very end of our conversation and my brain was blanker than blank, besides just being nervous. So I hope to cover this subject more gracefully in the future, uh, but for now, please just enjoy what Ryan has to say in part two of our conversation. Along with school, which we've talked about, yeah. and your business, which we've talked about, you also have Endless Pursuit, a nonprofit, which you are doing. And um, explain that if you would. I mean, I love your mission and what you guys are doing. So um, what's Endless Pursuit all about? So I think what we're trying to do, we envision, is we want to become like a big brother, big sister organization okay. over, uh, for MS. Okay. So um, we we think there's a lot of merit to relations relationships in dealing with um, MS. And I mm -hmm. think that the relational aspect is missing 
from a lot of the organizations that are out there, or like the support that's there. Sure. That a lot of it focuses on uh, like either research or services or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't actually focus on like, okay, well, how does this impact your relationships and and MS is, you know, like we've been talking about uh, MS is snowflake, so everybody's different. Right. So, right. Um, these organizations that are out there that are just giving a one pat one thing works for everyone like well that's not how ms works right so uh, our goal is to create a big brother big sister where there's a network of people that are volunteering with this organization that meet that person on a personal level uh-huh. and we never see them as a as a number so like right um i'll give an example for like we have a fitness division uh-huh. and it will eventually have like personal trainers physical therapists and all of that and they would walk through like hey, if someone comes and they like let's say you come to the organization and i'm the person that you meet for the first time uh-huh. you know and i'd be like all right like hey like i'll sit down with you and i'll get to know you and we're like hey i noticed that you are having a really hard time getting into the gym or you know you really desire to do xyz with physical fitness you mm-hmm. know like but you just don't know how to get there then i would probably put you in hey like you should you know this contact blah 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 and set you up with some free you know personal training or whatever you need over that or if like I and noticed... so so your nonprofit will be able to have and provide personal training um for right. people and and so so that's where like kind of our cool idea is, is you know like and then you'd have that buddy or whatever right. term you want to uh-huh. use um that just makes sure that you don't get lost so then if you notice like hey you know they notice that you're having a hard time like, let's say you're having a relapse and you're really having a hard time mentally. Right. Like, making sure, like, hey, like, there's there's someone that you can talk to, you know, that'll just listen to you. Or, uh-huh. You know, and it's all confidential and, you know, not broadcast or... And if, if you, like, how far are you in this process? So, so at this point, we've been really working on our social media aspect mm-hmm. um, and building relationships that way. If you look at our social media, you'll have... Uh, you can have anything from a given day from a blog post on um, hunting in MS, like from a, like a blog, you know, mm-hmm, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and then you could have something from, you know, MS awareness facts that are like just straight up hardcore facts to, mm-hmm. like, you know, you might have some scripture that's maybe thrown out there or some quotes. So like it, I, it it's very broad. I do want to ask you about... Uh... You are in a pursuit to change the way the world fights disability. What yes. does that mean? I think so many people are are wanting like scientific approach where right. they want everything just cut and dry. Uh-huh. And there, I think there's so much more. Or you want, just want to take a pill for it yeah. and, and get rid of it. Yeah. Like if MS was just taking a pill and then you're you're okay, whatever, to go with your day and you don't even have to like think about it. Like that's not really the... Right. How well, works. everybody wants that. I mean, right. our, our society is a pill-taking society, you know. Right. You, you love to lose weight, take a pill. You love right. to you be smarter, take a pill, you know. So that doesn't always work that way. I love what you guys wrote right here. You say, multiple sclerosis robs people of emotional strength, mental stability, spiritual wellness, and physical endurance. The need is great for hope, support, and renewed strength, which... I think is what you're just talking about. And what a strong statement that, yes, all those things, we're robbed of all those things. You know, we're robbed of our our abilities and and all of those things take a hit. And so having to rebuild all that is, I think, very important for an organization to do. So I I like what you guys are doing there. 
how do you see uh let's just put you in the spotlight here how do you deal with your emotional side of things um i think i probably that whole relational aspect comes out of heavily influenced by me Mm -hmm. um because i think that's how kind of i process it so if i um whenever let's say i lose an ability um right for me going through that it's dragging all of my support with me through it so and and there's like different levels for me so you know like my support group might be like second or third on like the rung of like hearing it you know right I mean? okay so, right so um so, so by the time we see you once a month you've already talked to two other rungs about right. what's so going on it's not like so i mean, it's just the way that i i'm kind of programmed it's it's the way you deal with it yeah right but you obviously understand the importance of emotional support right even though you may not go out and ask for it right Right. away in a a widespread way which i don't think anybody does right you know i i don't ask for it that way so um but i do know that without emotional support i'm sol so i i think that's great for you guys to have as a pillar in your business. Um, the next one is mentally. Yeah. And you're laughing because I'm going to put you through all four of these here. I know you are. Um, <laughs> mentally, what, how do you see yourself mentally and how do you, I mean, in terms of what um, Endless Pursuit does, where do you stand mentally in terms of that pillar? I think that that's, um, when I describe MS to people, a lot of times I'm like, you know what, like, um, you know, obviously I'll touch on the lesion aspect and, right. and stuff like that. But I was like, you know, it's, I think the, the part of the disease is you never know what's going to go out and you never know if it'll come back. And so one day you can, you know, you can drive to the store the next day you might not be able to. And then maybe a week later you can do it again. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's just part of the, and so mentally, um, for me, I'm such a go-getter. Right. And so for me, I focus on the physical aspect and I'm like, all right, let's make sure my emotions are, you know, whatever, fine. Like I'm going to talk it out. But then I don't actually realize like, all right, well, okay, well, I just lost this. Like, let's say I lost the ability to run. Like, well, I can like physically do rehab Uh and like uh talk to my friends about it. But like, I actually, let's say I actually lost it. Like, well, like let's focus on. Well, I mean, in my mind, how do you mentally deal with that? Because I have such a clear differentiation between my physical body and my mental body. And um, I truly believe that our mind is our strongest enemy and, excuse me, our strongest (laughs) ally and our worst enemy. And um, so mentally, if you lose an ability, but you don't deal with it mentally, to me it makes it harder to be healthy. That's true. That's true. So, um, the mental stability, I, I, I take that very, that, that's a huge aspect of what I have been thinking a lot about. And right. also what I'm working on a lot because I have a lot of things mentally that I've been doing my whole life right. that are hindering me right. that I'm trying to get over 
the hump right now so that I can be better healthy, you know, right. healthier now. Um, well, I so, think mentally a lot that like my, how I approach it is um, I like to have everything balanced. Uh-huh. So I noticed that like mentally, like my emotions and my psyche are going to be like way out of alignment if let's say three or four things are just off kilter. Uh-huh. So like if, um, for me, let's say I have one day that's full of a whole different appointments and things like that. And uh-huh. let's say I, um, have some symptoms that show up. So I have to maybe cancel a couple appointments and then, um, so not only is that affecting my professional life, then let's say like the symptoms are not the greatest. And then like physically, I'm just like getting beat up all over the place. And then it starts impacting all these other areas. And right. And so for me, like downward spiral. Yeah. So for me mentally to stay kind of stable, um, let's say I want to make a shift. So let's say I know I need to get more sleep. So uh-huh. for me, how I would approach it is, all right, we're going to hire someone. We're going to spend the next like, couple months training them and like slowly I'll like work into that, you know? Uh-huh. So for me that, that helps me keep mentally stable. So then I'm not like, all right, like freaking out that you know i can't do this i can't do this whereas i'm like all right there's a plan right so your personality is to logically think through it and and tell me if i'm wrong but um you're kind of logically thinking through it and keeping your mental stability that way because you're like okay i have a plan i know i can do this right whereas um and if you're not able to do it at one point let's say like we're not able to hire someone. Well, then, okay, we'll just take a step back and we don't, it's okay. We don't have to do, you know, we don't have to rock the boat. We don't have to put it. Right. So do you take it easy on yourself? I mean, I know that you're very goal driven right. and are you able to give yourself grace? I think so. Um, I, I think that's why I have so many different facets of my life. Uh-huh. So if like one isn't able to kind of go through or something like that, that I'm not beating myself up because I'm able to, I still feel fulfilled uh-huh. by, like, by other things. Other, yeah. Let's say I flunked a class. Like, okay. uh, just hypothetically. Oh, yeah, we're talking hypothet- hypothetically. Of course, <laughs> hypothetically. Yes. Um, you know, like, uh, I'd have other aspects of my, you have other aspects of your life that w- would fill that void of flunking. Right. Okay, so that helps you mentally. I'm glad that you see where I'm going with that. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. Yeah, no, I, I get that. That it, it, And it's just like... So my identity you know, is independent upon that one That's aspect. a good way to say it, yes. And, and um, because I... Because the mental stability, I think, from no, is knowing you're complete. With other identity. things going on. Yeah, and so if you're putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. In, in the grand scheme of MS and being healthy... Um, that's the balance that you're talking about. Right. You can't beat yourself up too much over one thing um, and still maintain mental stability. Another pillar is spirituality. Yeah. How does your spirituality help you in your MS life? I think it, it kind of lines with the mental aspect because it's um, it's also stability. Spiritual aspects are based off of truth, right? or for that given uh-huh. whatever it is. And mm-hmm. so um, if your MS is acting up, that doesn't change that spiritual truth, if that makes sense. Well, explain that. I'm not sure if I so understand. So let's say that. like um, the sky is blue. Uh-huh. So if your MS is acting up, the sky is still blue. 
Like that doesn't change despite the fact that your MS is acting yeah. up. So I, I, so for me, like the spiritual aspect, it's okay. Something that I can put my, my, um, like all of that I am into. Mm-hmm. And I know that despite whatever is going on physically, emotionally, whatever, that, that, that is constant. And so it's, it's almost like a, so what is the belief that you're for you that is constant? Like what do you mean? Well, um, spiritually you know you guys talk about christ right. and is is it constant for you that christ is always there for you yes that god provides yeah is that is that kind of what you're talking about yeah okay um which makes a ton of sense and i, I think that having that constant is important right and i mean there's obviously there's days when you're out feeling good and... right having a constant knowing that Christ is there, right. knowing that God is there, whatever your belief is, whether, you know, whatever religion it is, whether, you know, for me, for me, it's the universe. I just look at the universe. I, I believe that God is all around us and that it's always there and that God will provide and that, um, that gives me comfort. Right. And that's the constant for me, which I believe is very important. Like, you know, we got into a talk last night at our AMS group about science. And for me, it's not all science. You know, it's not all drugs. It's it's a balance of, of all these pillars that you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having that spirituality that fills you up and, and keeps your body going, keeps your mind going. And I think that a mind needs to believe in something. So right. um, that that to me makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So the last pillar is physical or, or what you guys say is physical endurance. And um, what does that mean to you? I think this is, that one in particular is kind of the actual name of the organization embodies that endless pursuit. Uh-huh. So um, I think... I think with MS, it's not, it, you're never, you've never arrived. It's not like cancer where you're a survivor. Right, you, right. You're in remission and, mm-hmm. you know, um, that every day we have to um, take our mind, like thoughts captive. We have to deal with the physical aspect. Like we have to like actually, you know, it's, it's a process and it's not going to be easy every single day. And so like the physical aspect, you know, um, physical endurance. So. Um, like you were saying yourself that you're not, you weren't able to work out your legs a lot at the gym. Right. right? right. And so, um, but you're not going to give up, you know? No. So like, I mean, you'll know when to say no. Right. But like your goal is just to keep pushing. Well, I have to keep pushing. I, I, I cannot let myself think that I can't do it. Otherwise, what does that mean for me? Just not now. Right. But not. Right. Just not now. Yeah. And and historically, throughout my disease, you know, I go through these ups and downs and I will get better than where I am today. Right. You know, currently, because I haven't been able to work out my legs the last couple of weeks. But um, I have to know. And, and to me, again, that's, that's where all these pillars come in. Um, physically, I can't do it right now. Mentally, I need to be positive and say, mm-hmm. okay, I will do it at another time. Which helps me emotionally think, okay, I feel okay about that. Right. And I that, you know, spiritually, I can see that and say the universe provides. And I can kind of give that up sometimes to the universe. I will give up 
my pains and some of my worries to the universe and say, hey, you know what, help me out with this because I don't want to deal with it right now or right. or I can't deal with it. And that's a comfort for me. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to go through all those because I see all four of those pillars as creating the whole body right. of a person. And with MS, that we all have to deal with this in so many different facets. Right. Well, and, and that's part of the support of right. a group is that Mentally, you're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have days where you are on fire and you're getting things done. And you're going to have days where you're not. Right. And um, having support or knowing that there's somebody, you know, having a buddy out there to talk to, like what you, our guys are, are doing at Endless Pursuit, helps you mentally stay on top of things, you know. Um, because in my mind and, and my experience is that I'm in my house by myself a lot. Mm -hmm. And I can easily spiral down if I let myself, you know, so it's a choice to not do that. And I think for some people having somebody in their corner as a buddy, you know, like checking in, and, checking in you know. and saying, you know, helps for sure. Because yeah. it, it's very difficult to do yourself on a day in and day out basis. So mm -hmm. um, if somebody wants to learn about Endless Pursuit or even donate or, or whatever you guys have going on, what, what would they do? Yeah, endlesspursuit.org. Okay. Yeah, yeah very yeah. cool. And, and I was looking at that today, and that brought up something that I want to talk to you about, is that two out of three people with MS are women. Yeah. And so you and I obviously aren't women. Yeah. And so being a guy, has it been harder for you to find support? I don't know why I'm asking you this because you have such a huge support community that when I was first diagnosed, I didn't know anybody with MS yeah. and I didn't know what to do. And I was way too stubborn and arrogant in my abilities that I was still going to rule the world that I didn't know or want to go to an MS group. So when I finally did go to an MS group and, and it was all females, I just didn't know how to deal with that. I, did, I couldn't find any male support. Right. So I guess my question is, for a guy out there, um, how do you find support? Yeah. So for me, I, I've noticed that a lot of the guys out there, like nationwide at least, mm -hmm. that I've come in contact with, um, you can't tell that they have MS mm -hmm. for the most part. Because mm -hmm. um, they kind of like, I guess kind of like me, they just don't necessarily share but I've noticed that that's for guy specific. It is. Like, um, yeah. And I guess that's, that's another part of my question is how do, how do guys share when, if you want to share, guys don't usually share. So. Cause I mean, obviously, you know, guys want to be strong and tough, right, right. tough guy and the hero and uh -huh. providers and stuff like that. So, um, it's interesting to see, I, I've noticed all the guys aren't involved in support groups for the most part. Um, and they're kind of, doing it on their own and uh -huh. um, don't really have anybody that has MS that's even around them. Which, again... Which is common. So, I mean, so... It is common, yeah. And I don't have any, like, statistics or anything on it, but um, the guy... The guy age group is super hard to reach because that's how we first started. We were yeah. going after just guys. Uh -huh. And, um, like, they don't talk about it. They don't... And, and if, if they... Yeah, um... Like, you, you would be kind of like a rarity. I am a rarity. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I I, I am very emotional and I, I want to talk about it. I've always been that way. But right. for a guy, I mean, there's even guy my guy friends that 
um, don't want to talk about it. So, you know, right. or yeah, when, I when I bring too. it up or when it's, you know, the subject is broached, I don't feel heard in a way because guys don't want to get in depth about emotions in that regard. Right. So I find other support avenues um, and or I, I talk to females because females will talk more about it. And I that's the way I am is I need that emotional support. But I will also say that things have changed a lot since I was diagnosed in 1998 because you can go on the Internet and you can go to I belong to a, a group called Patients Like Me, which is a whole support group about MS. And you can write on there, hey, this is what's going on with me or your Facebook pages and all these other things that you can do to get support. So it is more readily available out there than right. than just going to a support group like I originally did and and sitting there with all the females. So, Which, I mean, isn't a bad problem. No, it's not. Especially, except if you're except young you don't and want they're those females. right, yeah, right, and, and they're older and you don't, yeah. So it's not like they're single and and you want to go, you know, do a support group in a dating avenue, right? Um, and speaking of, you are young, you're single, you are. Are you still single, or are you seeing anybody now? No. Okay. Still single. Because uh, I know that when we talked before, you were still single, and yeah. and um, what what is dating like for you? What is I mean, coupled with MS. How is it going with you that way? You know, that's funny. It's, that's the one area in my life where I'm not like, super aggressive. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, for me, I really, really want to know the person before I even like go into the dating. Uh-huh. So, so it's not like you're going to go on to Big Fish or, or one of these dating sites and just start going on dates. Right. So for me, I like, I'll actually put them through the ringer and see how they respond to different things with MS and not, uh -huh. and not even letting them know that it is MS. Uh -huh. Just kind of like, because um, for me, I've just had so many dating experiences where it's just like they don't understand MS and then uh -huh. either all of a sudden they're like, on your first date, you're like, you feel the emotional attachment of like, dating for years and you're like okay this is way too fast like yeah just because i tell you i've been messed up you know you're gonna you're need my to care me or, and, yeah uh, i wasn't asking that or yeah you know, so. so is it really uncomfortable going on dates or i mean you, have you found a way to let people know you have ms uh yeah uh for sure um i don't think it's uncomfortable i think i think for the most part it's just uh it's just, i've just slowed my dating game down i guess right so, of course, you're doing 10,000 other things, so I don't know when you would ever have time to go on a date anyway. Right. I should just hire them. You should. Yeah. Yeah, and then force them to go on a date with you because you're their employer. Just schedule I don't think that's legal, them. by the way. Yeah. 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 Oh, we're going to schedule a dinner. You're going to be, yeah, I'll, I'll teach you your barista-ing while we're at dinner. So I should take, like, rigorous notes right now? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's not patented, so you can steal that okay. that plan. Yeah. Um, probably legal in Washington. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure it's illegal in many ways. <laughs> um, do you do you feel lonely? Do you want I mean, you want that companionship, or do you get a lot of that with your friends and your your? Because I, I know you have a good support group around you. Yeah, I do, but um, at the same time, a lot of them are are I'm kind of that young adult phase where mm -hmm. a lot of them are actually starting to get married. Right. So then I would say I'm. 
this last year has seen probably like 50 to 60 percent of my friends all get married oh man they they've gone off the deep end they're yeah. no longer friends because uh. they're married uh right because then all of a sudden they're like i don't have time right and right like, that's great yeah because i've noticed with being um guy and young being yeah. diagnosed with ms it, right. it forces you to mature super quick yeah and then on the flip side um it kind of changes a lot of your like masculine approach to things yeah yeah so then when you have both those coupled together um you get a lot of i don't know i've, I've had a lot of people that have come like you know blind dates or first dates, right. second dates, whatever right and um every single one of them like it's like so hard to have like a one pitch or one you know like not saying that I'm a player, but you know, like a player has like a their move, their lines, yeah, yeah their uh-huh. lines and stuff like that. And so for me, it's like, just like I guess in mass, you know, every single person responds differently, mm-hmm. and then you can't you can't just be like I have a mass, you know. I mean, you can you can be confident, but every single person you respond different, right? And do do you also find that from a masculine approach or just a guy approach, just anybody that having MS makes you doubt? what your abilities are or makes you doubt what you can do. I mean, if, if you have a, a line with somebody like, Hey, let's go hiking, but you don't know if you're gonna be able to go hiking that day because you don't know what your abilities are going to be. Does right. that make you doubt yourself? I think so. I think a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm cause even if like, if I was, let's say I started dating someone this week and they're like, hey, like, you need to pull back from some stuff. Like, you're overdoing it. Uh-huh, like, blah, blah, uh-huh. blah. Like, you are crazy. Because, like, the masculine side would be like, well, no. Like, I need to provide. Like, I need to. Right. I need I accomplish, you know, this. And, and so. There's always that sense of accomplishment. Right. I mean, as you're young, there's always that sense of accomplishment. I'm 44, so I'm, I'm much older than you. But I still want to accomplish. I mean, and right. I really beat myself up if I don't accomplish. So um, I could see, I, I guess, I don't. I, there's no possible way I could go on a date right now because I'm so out of the game that I don't have anything. But I am also, I doubt, my, I doubt myself in so many different ways right. that I could see that that confidence is really hard when you're trying to portray yourself to somebody in the dating sphere. You know, I, 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 I was just wondering how that it was working for you. You know, it's really funny that you mentioned that because last week, um, one of my friends was like, why don't you just ask this girl that you've been wanting to, you know, you've been interested in for a long time. Uh-huh. Like, why don't you just ask her out? And I was like, he's like, just be confident. Like, you know, I'm like, you don't understand. Like, you know, and he's like, that's just excuse. I'm like, no, like, like, stop. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. Right. And, you know, he's like, well, do you think that she's interested? And he's like, you know, the guy needs to put the first move out. And I'm like, well, yeah. that's great. Like, but, you know. There's a whole other layer of it's questions. It's not just, hey, do you find me attractive? Like, right. That's great. But. Yeah. And, and, you know, he, I mean, and there's the attraction part, but then. But that's just like what 50 percent or just the top of it well and, and that's thing? initial yeah. i mean you know that's the initial part because then after the attraction you sit down and at some point there's going to be the conversation of of having ms and and then it get it goes beyond because then you're into what does that mean and how are we going to deal with that and 
you know, so there's a whole different emotional, are they willing to get emotionally bound in that way? Right. And with endless pursuit, you know, like MS is going to be an aspect of their life. Yeah, if they're involved with, if they're involved. with endless pursuit, right. Or with me, like... Why, is there somebody in endless pursuit that you want to ask out? No. <laughs> no. Dang, I thought I, I thought I had some right. dirt on you there. Right. But, yeah. And the interesting thing is, like, um, that, like, I, I know we were talking about guy, guy differences, or two-thirds of women. Uh-huh. But, um, I thought it was interesting when I first was diagnosed that, um, I was like, isn't there, there should be, there should be, there should yeah. be guy symptoms. Like, they can't, like, if two-thirds are women, you can't say that women are, like, that's the only, because I, I don't know about you, but, like, I'd go to support groups and mm-hmm. they'd always talk about emotional stuff and like this sounds you know girly right but i was like how is this has to impact guys the one symptom i think is really odd like i always i see what you're putting down but um it always surprises me that it's not talked about more right um so when people overheat like let's say in a hot tub what Uh what happens they um you your body goes limp is usually the most common response in us. Right, like uh, right. you lose muscle control. Like let's say there's that sexual part. Right. Of and, you go in the hot tub and it gets limp and, and right. So if you if you're trying to get it up and trying to do anything right. and you overheat because you're probably gonna be excited, like right. Why just why in the hot tub or just in heat in general? Just heat in general. Like, right. Well, like things aren't gonna work. Right. And so and you know that obviously is. I think they said like ninety percent struggle like can't even get it like right. can't even feel it like feel the sensations or like right. even so it's like this whole which is the, and that's which a, defines kind of your manhood a, yeah right so right. If you can't actually be a man then... right and if you you know if there's erectile dysfunction you can't get it up or you can't feel it then that is obviously a huge male symptom that is not talked about Right, and it's not even... I, I have a hard time letting it anywhere. And I'm like, I know it's out there. Oh, yeah, it is out there. I have an issue with it. Yeah. And it's... it's My God, talk I'll about... I will say because I know. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you look like you do, Jim. Um, but talk about a... Just a hit to Whereas, your like, manhood. Whereas, like, the females, like, they're... It's not really... Like, I think well, the it only is. sexual There's... thing that they kind of... There's sensitivity, it's pregnancy, and I know pregnancy, and I know there's sensitivity issues, and also libido, yeah. And so, you know, and and libido, I think can and this isn't proven, but libido can also go along with depression. So if you're depressed, then you lose your libido that way. Right. But from erectile dysfunction standpoint, you know, when it's not able to work the way you want, then that's just a hit to your psyche. And then that goes into the whole mental aspect of things, right. and it makes it even worse. And so, it, oh, it can be a horrible downward spiral. Yeah. And so, I'm sure. Again, I don't know your situation, but dating and right. thinking about it that way has got to be extremely tough. Because again, it's not only can I go hiking with her, but am I going to be able to progress in other ways as right. well? Right. Like. You know, can this potentially handle this? Like, right. 
Right. And so like not only she freaks out that you're wearing the color brown. Yeah. And she can't handle that. Like, well, what do you think? Is she can she handle <laughs> Can she handle something bigger than that? Right. And I will say that thank God for blue little pills because they help tremendously. Right. So I don't know if you have gone that route, but if not, um it is a masterful way um to get around this horrible issue because it is uh i've dealt with it for a long time and um it was a huge hit to me yeah not to be able to to work the way i'm supposed to work you know and i mean it it really messed me up for a long time psychologically and i it it took uh i mean years in order for me that that was one really really hard thing for me to accept yeah because i don't want to accept that that's not that's not the person i see myself in the you know in the future and and to me sex is very important so i'm not ready to give that up in any way shape or form and yet that's another piece that ms is stealing right like for me i have a lot of like lower extremity like nerve pain Uh uh-huh so for me it's like okay well if it like is actually painful like like sensations like why <laughs> why do that yeah i haven't had to deal with that yeah you know that's another snowflake thing that um <laughs> i just can't feel anything right you know which i guess those are two extremes is from not feeling anything to being totally painful um which neither one is good but uh yeah that, that's a big part of being a guy and and you know a big part of the male symptoms that are hard right. to deal with for sure um Okay, we've been talking for a long time. I'm going to ask a couple more questions. I'm sorry. Sure, go ahead. Um, first and foremost, what would you, what advice would you give somebody who's newly diagnosed? You know, um, there's one person that sticks out in my head. I love how she doesn't take, she kind of has approach to life. Like, she doesn't let um, anyone, she doesn't take anything standing, sitting down. Uh-huh. kind of approach uh-huh. so for her like um when doctor is like no like i want you to do this like let's say i want you on this medication or uh-huh. tries it up whatever um she's very adamant no this is what i want and she doesn't stop until she gets it mm-hmm. so um people with ms i think um the biggest advice i would give them is like you know what don't don't think just because you're diagnosed with ms means that you have to start taking all these medications and start listening to everything that everyone says. Cause you're going to have so many people are going to come and overwhelm you with all this mm-hmm. information. And so be your own advocate. Be a, yeah. And I don't lose, don't lose yourself. Which I think is great advice. Yeah. Um, because it's very easy to lose yourself. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, Not just I, another patient. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's very hard to stand up to a neurologist or talk to a neurologist who, knows everything i'm using air quotes there um when that may not fit in your mentality so i think that's very good advice to not lose yourself and try to you know keep that going um what scares you like me personally yes um i'd actually say probably it has to be a combination of the future Mm -hmm. and probably uh, relationships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, um, it's just kind of like that whole, you know, it's, it's life, just that whole ambiguity and the unknown and right. I don't know, just cause 
we never know. We, we can't plan. So it, it's very hard to plan when we don't know what our future is going to be. Yeah. But yet you also need to plan, at least in my mind, because I don't like just thinking that I'm, I'm dead in the water, right. so to speak, you know? Right. Like, let's say I was like trying to pursue someone that wants kids. Like, right. what if I can't have kids? Right. You know, that's kind of a huge dimension. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So kind of hard to date when you have that separation. Okay, so I can tell you that I had technical difficulties and the podcast was cut short for those reasons, but what really happened is that the sex conversation threw me a bit, right? So the last couple of questions I asked Ryan didn't come out at all, so I just chopped them out. You know, uh, I, I definitely like to think that as I continue doing these podcasts, it'll become easier for me because I'll learn from my mistakes, right? We all want to do that and uh, I'll become a better interviewer. But the reality I'm facing right now is that I never know how I'm going to be feeling on any given day. Uh, You know, I was prepared for Ryan. I'm comfortable around Ryan. You know, I followed my recipe for the day by getting enough rest, uh, taking all my pills, etc., etc., etc. You know, but then my brain malfunctioned. I don't know how to prepare for that. You know, I'm thankful that I'm covering a topic that I know a lot about. It's not like I'm talking about quantum physics or anything, but it's still frustrating. And uh, after the end of this, it kind of threw me a bit and it, it took me a while to get back on the horse. So, you know, thankfully there are many different avenues to go down and try to make things better. For instance, I talked to my doctor and I upped my Ritalin, uh, which helps with my brain fog and my brain malfunctioning. Uh, I am challenging myself to find new avenues that I haven't tried yet, Uh, you know, while continuing down roads of acupuncture, massage, diet is a big one for me that I I need to do a lot better on. Uh, Exercise has been going really well for me. Uh, Energy work and, and mindfulness are all things that I'm continuing. There are so many things out there, and if you have a topic that you'd like to have discussed or questions you'd like to ask, then I would love to hear them. You can email me at how you really doing. It's without the G, so how you really doing at gmail.com. Or you can go to my Facebook page, Facebook forward slash how you really doing, and post something there. You know, hopefully my brain is working so that I can respond to you and include your questions in my conversations. You know, all in all, this roller coaster of life that we're all on ain't too bad. Uh, I'm very thankful for all the people around me. Uh, I also want to thank Ryan for podcasting with me since I had to chop out that last segment of our podcast. And and uh, I also hope that your good days outweigh the bad. And I look forward to talking to you next time on How You Really Doing. <laughs>